What's up, ladies and gentlemen, BC here. Welcome back to another episode. I wanted to come on here with you guys for a little bit and talk to you. I got a couple episodes coming up on some of the basic stuff. So first one is gonna be door knocking, right? Does door knocking still work? Yes, is it relevant? More than ever. Why? We're, we're moving into an era where people are buying bullshit. People are claiming that the traditional stuff doesn't work, the foundational stuff doesn't work, and they think you need to be this virtual superstar um, to, to get business and it's ridiculous. Like my social media growth was predicated on my success and mastery of the basic principles, that's it. And people wanna cheat the process. That's not the way it works. Door knocking, cold calling, a lot of the traditional stuff will always be relevant. Some of the stuff will get phased out like floor time, right? But that's predicated on people not having the internet and then walking into your office and then saying, hey, I wanna buy or sell a house. Of course, times change to a degree. However, this stuff still works and door knocking is one of the most effective ways to connect with people, build your database, get good leads and, and have an opportunity to list a home and be in a position superior to others. Skill being equal. The door knock beats the cold call. The cold call beats the mailer and the marketing, right? Because you're having a direct connection with them, okay? And later on, you can create an operation where you have an army of people doing it for you like I do, but that's a separate discussion, okay? So let's get into door knocking the right way. I wrote down nine principles, okay? Number one, understand attraction. Okay? And what I mean by attraction is not sexual attraction. I mean what draws us to other human beings and what repels us. Because you need to know what is attraction, what is not attraction, what attracts people, what does not attract people, right? So some of the basics, eye contact, right? Smiling, proper distancing with your body language, right? Proper, we can say, angling of your body when you talk to somebody, the, the, the volume of your voice, understanding the, the, the kind of dance, the back and forth of rapport and, and meeting people where they're at with the rate of the speech and the volume of, of you know, how they talk and their emotional state and all these things. That's what I'm talking about when I mean attraction. Now, I'm not going to do a deep dive on this podcast, but it would behoove you to understand some of the subliminal language, the subconscious triggers, all the stuff that I teach my students on a deep level, because that is infinitely more important than any word word that you're going to say. Do a deep dive on that, right? If you haven't, get on my stuff. I can turn you into a fucking master when it comes to this first point. And that alone will transform your game because now suddenly people want to talk to you. People are infatuated by you. People are interested in you. People want to give you the number. People want to meet with you. People want to do business with you. And that's what you want. When you do that and you become this, this light, this candle that everybody's attracted to, well, it becomes infinitely easier for you to do business. And no matter how you do it, traditional social media, people will just be drawn to you. And that's what you want. Uh, but most of that is predicated based on subconscious subliminal principles, not the words that we say. You know the basic breakdown of communication. Only 7% are the words. 93% is your tonality and body language, right? It's in the numbers, okay? That's number one. Number two, be precise with your words. What I mean by precise is remove, um, like, you know, maybe, I think, no. Remove the filler words, get to the point, trim the fat off what you're saying. People appreciate punctuality, people appreciate you being to the point and not being around the bush and not telling these stories. Now, what happens in the beginning? Well, we go into these stories and these, these weaved around kind of responses because we're nervous and we don't have the answer. Fair enough, this is a process. Number two doesn't just happen with the snap of, of your fingers. You need to improve this, you need to drill, you need to get out there and talk to a lot of people, you need to role play, you need to put yourself in the position where you have a high level of accountability, a lot of good people around you, and in a, in a position where you will be forced to level up because we know damn well, and you know damn well that you're not gonna do it on your own. 
Everybody says they're gonna figure it out on your own and on their own, but they never do shit. Let's be real, right? Get the help that you need, get around the right people, step up, do what you need to do, right? And then you will improve in this category. This is why this subject is so dear to me, right? Improvement in communication is the simplest, yet one of the most difficult things for people to do because for you to improve your communication, you as an individual have to face your insecurities. We're now gonna actively every day go talk to strangers and get rejected. It takes a lot of balls to do that. It takes thick skin. So again, we're not gonna do it on our own. You have to force yourself to do it, right? Just like I did. And you put everything in place in order to create the environment and the circumstances where you will do it, okay? So be precise with your words, remove the filler words, stick to your script and do it the right way, okay? Number three, remove social pleasantries. That's the, I hope all is well and um, to whom it may concern and hi, how are you? And like, dude, remove that, right? All, when we do that, we do that robotically and mechanically. There's nothing pleasant about that. Right? There's zero pleasantries in that. It's just what you're supposed to do, which I don't know who created it. It's dumb. Right? Now, if we know somebody, we're in rapport, they're our friend, they're our family, of course we're gonna say, hey man, how you been? Because now we know them and there's a connection established. But to a stranger, you just walk up to them, hey, how are you? They're like, what do you want, dude? It doesn't make sense. So as difficult as it is for us to remove it because we're so programmed to do it, you need to work on that because that immediately will get you to stand out. Right? If not, you'll fall into the category that everybody else does where they're like, oh, this is just another fucking salesman knocking on my door. Um, I don't want to talk to him. Because again, they know you don't care. Even if you do, they still don't think that you care because why would you ask that to somebody you don't know unless you want something from them, right? Or you want to engage in a conversation, which is the real reason you're doing it instead of just getting into the conversation, okay? So that's number three. Number four, stay on script. Right? I get it, we get nervous, we forget, but stay on script. The dialogue is designed to get you from hello to getting their contact information and or getting an appointment. And that's what you want. We're here to get appointments. We're out talking to people. Yeah, we wanna get leads, that's a byproduct, but we want appointments, we wanna set up meetings, we wanna set up opportunities for us to sign contracts with buyers, sellers, investors, and whoever else it may be. That's it, that's why we're in this game, is to do that, okay? So stay on your script. Number five. Create the illusion of leaving. Oh man, this is a little bit more advanced, right? But with your body language, body rocking, kind of turning away um, after making a second or third kind of question, taking one step back as you're talking to them, all these things give people the illusion that you're leaving. Even something as simple as talking to somebody and at an angle and then leaning on your back foot and putting your weight on it. All these things, again, subliminally and subconsciously, communicate to the person in a way where they will feel more compelled to talk to you because in their mind the whole time they're thinking, when is this person going to leave? Now we have false time constraints and a bunch of other stuff that we throw in there, but this is the biggest one because it works on that subconscious and subliminal level because you're giving the illusion that you're leaving now. This one is more advanced, but it's one you want to work on, right? The distancing, leaning back as you talk and you're saying, hey, one more question for you. You take like one step back and then you turn back. All these things, again, more advanced because you really need to know what you're going to say and know exactly how to do it, but it's something to put on your list for those of you who are going to be overachievers because when you master that, man, even if people want to pull away from you, they'll just, like, with this, I would get people to barely open the door to come out, come outside and open the door and then come talk to me. That's how powerful that move is when you master it, okay? So create the illusion of leaving, all right? 
Number six, capture contact information. If you have a decent conversation with somebody, you should get their contact information. If they're pleasant and you would talk to them again, um, even if they're not a lead and they're not gonna do anything now, this is a big mistake that I made early on in my career. I was so focused on just getting a now deal that even the good conversations that I had, I wouldn't get people's contact information. You need to do it, build your database, right? This is what after one or two years of hard work will build up such a good, you know, rich and potent database for you that if you work it properly, it will give you more business than you can handle. If you do this correctly, capture people's contact information, get their name, get their email, get their cell phone, okay? Uh, Number seven is give nuggets. So what do I mean by give nuggets? Give nuggets is this, before I go door knock a neighborhood, let's say I'm gonna go door knock, zip code 91745 in California or 33162 here in uh, Miami area, right? Well, it's very easy for me to look up that zip code and see, well, let me just do a quick pull up. How many homes sold at or above asking? How many homes sold in the last 30 days, right? And these little metrics that when you give these information to people, again, they don't know it. So automatically it separates you and it's some sort of value that they didn't know. And it's another reason for you to stay in the conversation. Hey, my name is Brian. Look, I was stopping by to let the neighbors know, hey, did you know there's been two homes selling a day here? in blank city. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I'm sure you've been seeing the news saying, you know, the market sucks or it's about to crash and this and that. There's two homes selling a day in your neighborhood. Pretty crazy, right? Anyways, I get right back into it, right? That's just an addition to the script, but it's a piece of value. Hey, did you know that 70% of the homes in our area are selling at or above asking price? You see, these are cool things that you can throw in that are different from the script, but they're also scripted. It's just, it's a nugget and a lot of people will latch onto it, right? It's, it sparks curiosity and people will be more interested, okay? Uh, number eight, two more. Dress outside the box. What I mean by that is, dude, wear the dress shirt. Wear the suit, right? But make it different. We know who's out there door knocking and what box they fall into. The Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons, right? The solar panel guys, whoever's door knocking, right? And I'm not dissing them, but they have a look and they have a dress code that they follow. It would behoove you to know what that dress code is and not follow it and do your own thing. Why do you think I wear shirts like this, like you see on this camera if you're watching the video, or pink shirts and orange shirts and red, white, and blue ties and all that stuff? Yeah, that's my style, we can say, but I also know it's conducive to getting the neurons firing in somebody's brain saying, wait, who's knocking on my door? This guy doesn't, he doesn't fit into a box. Let me open the door and find out, and boom, that's the opportunity that you're looking for. Because many of you don't get the door to open because you dress and you walk and you talk like everybody else. But when you start looking at this, and especially if this isn't your style, you look at me and you're like, well, BC, you're ridiculous. I would never wear a pink shirt. Well, you need to look at it from a strategy standpoint, not a personal standpoint. If it gets more doors to open, it makes more sense. Just like I would take women with me, like Loida and other people, why? More doors open, it makes sense, right? Understand the strategy and utilize what's gonna work, all right? And last one. You need to do at least, when you go out for a session, 75 to 100 doors. I get messages all the time from people, hey, I'm so happy I knocked on 10 doors. I'm like, dude, that's a waste of your time. You need to take massive action. 50 doors is still not enough. Like if you do 75 to 100 doors in a session, that's not more than two or three hours, guys. That's not a lot. And you'll talk to at least 25, 30, you know, 35, 40 people, depending on the area and the day. Some days it's less, some days it's more. I had days where I talked to 20 people out of 100 doors or less, and then I had days where half the doors opened, and I talked to 50 people in like three hours. So it's a good use of your time, but you need to get out there. If you need to, take a break every hour for five or 10 minutes, bring your water, figure it out. But you need to knock. 
right? There's no excuse. Unless you're in a wheelchair or you're in that small sliver of a percentage of people following me who physically can't do it, then okay, then get a partner. You do 30 or 40, they do 30 or 40. I don't know, but you gotta figure it out. For you to get uh, enough opportunities, you need to do 75 to 100 doors per session and you need to do it at least consistently three to four days a week, at least. Now, I would recommend to anybody, especially if you don't have a lot of business, do it five days a week. That gives you two days where you don't do it, like on the weekend. Or you pick Wednesday and Saturday where you don't door knock. I don't know. But you, you, we, we got we to gotta demand more of ourselves. This whole, oh, I'm going to tiptoe my way into it and do 10 doors, 20 doors, dude, that's weak. That's pathetic. I don't know who's recommending that, but you need to hear the real. If you're not talking to enough people, you're not going to do business. I mean, it's just, it's as simple as that. And the reason I was able to grow early on was I talked to a lot of people. I wasn't that good. I wasn't the most skilled. I wasn't the smoothest. I didn't have the best systems, but I took so much action that I had to, by the numbers, by the averages, I had to get business. Okay? So that's it for this one, guys. Um, door knocking the right way. Here's a couple suggestions for you. Hopefully it works for you. I know I've given these things over the years, but I still see people either they're neglecting this, flat out denying it, or just not doing it enough, and hopefully this helps you. Okay, if you need any uh, help and you want to check out the coaching and services that I offer, go to briancasella.com. If you're a realtor looking to make a change and join a network like mine at Real Brokerage, we have over 100 members now going strong and growing by the day. Uh, you have a link below as well to schedule a strategy call with me personally, and we can talk to you about joining Real and if it would be a good fit for you. All right, that's it for this one, guys. Peace.